Merry Christmas, friend. I am so proud of you for listening to this podcast today. As you are making an intentional choice to fix your heart on Jesus, the one we are supposed to be celebrating this time of year. My hope and prayer is that this would be an encouragement to you and remind you that Jesus came for all, but he also came just for you. Help me spread this message by sharing it with your friends and family on social media, and also by clicking the button to text this episode to them. We both know we could all use something that would help us focus more on celebrating that Jesus came instead of getting caught up in the crazy of this time of year. This Advent study is brought to you by Online Women's Bible Study and Online Women's Retreat. If you are looking to grow in God's Word and community, you get a week free to try out being a member at OnlineWomensBibleStudy.com. This is the perfect time to join because we are doing some special things for Advent, including giving the PDF version of this study away to our members. Finally, this January is the next Online Women's Retreat, and you do not want to miss out on this. Go to OnlineWomensRetreat.com to grab a spot if you want 2022 to be the year you found some serious freedom in Jesus, identified your purpose, and chased hard after His call for your life. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode. Now let's get started with focusing our hearts and minds on the one who came for all. For All, Day 13, Shepherds with Rachel Joy. Talk to God, praise, repent, ask, yield, then stop and listen. A pendulum swing exists in our society today between pride and pride. Yes, you read that correctly. It's not a typo. Pride and pride have become the norm in relating to the world and people around us. The center of the pendulum is where you find true, deeply rooted in Christ abiding humility. But the pendulum often swings to one side where we find an arrogant pride that boasts of one's accomplishments, beauty, intellect, giftings, etc. However, on the other side of the pendulum exists an equally dangerous internal pride that masks itself as humility, self-deprecation, and or self-reliance rule below the surface of such pride. Either way, there's a self-focus that can build a sense of superiority. We live in a culture that has coined the phrase humble brag. This should be clue us into our society's climate of pride. With the rise of social media as a major avenue for communication and community, we've seen an increase in both self-promotion and self-deprecation. Pride does not discriminate. It runs rampant among believers and and non-believers alike. The enemy uses pride to fog our vision with self and distract us from our purpose as followers of Christ. However, true humility is found in the person and the work of Jesus Christ. Read Philippians 2, 5-11 and make note of the ways in which Jesus embodied humility. Philippians 2, 5-11 Have this in mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God as a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, And being found in the human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him, and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that as the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Now read Philippians 2, 3-4. In light of who Jesus is in his perfect example of humility, What is Paul's encouragement to us as believers? 
Philippians 2, 3-4 Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Imagine taking on this perspective, viewing each day in your day-to-day -day life as an opportunity to exercise true humility. True peace is found when we make much of Christ and count others better than ourselves. Then we are able to freely serve and experience joy. Question, how can you practically model Christ's humility in your day-to-day -day life? Each Advent season, as I read the Christmas story, the attribute of humility continues to leap off the pages to me. The God of the universe puts on flesh and came into the world in the most humble way possible, as a baby. By humility, Jesus would restore our humanity. He would have come in a variety of majestic ways, but he chose a humble state. Furthermore, what is truly mind-boggling is God chose a group of humble men in the first to be the first to hear Messiah's birth. Read Luke 2, 8 through 18. Who did God choose to tell first about the birth of Jesus? Luke 2, 8 through 18. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those, those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem to see what thing has happened, which the Lord has made known. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. And when they saw it, they made known that neither the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard of him heard of it wondered at what the shepherds told them. Shepherds at one time were held in high esteem among God's people. However, at the time of our Savior's birth, they held a lowly position in society. They were unbecoming, unwanted, and unimportant. That's a lot of uns. Living on the outskirts of time, they tended to sheep and were considered dirty outcasts. Yet, God chose to reveal the arrival of the King of Kings to shepherds first. In your own opinion, why do you think he chose this group of men? Jesus is the perfect example of humility, but throughout scripture we see another humble man and woman we can learn from. And the shepherds are no different. Don't let those lowly men fool you. They are worth our attention and study. So much can be gleaned from their way of life. Reading Luke 2, 8-18 through 18 once more, jot down the ways in which the shepherds were humble. Humility involves both the posture of your heart and the actions that flow from that posture. The shepherd showed us four postures and actions in Luke 2 that we as Christ followers should strive for in our own lives. First, shepherds serve. No matter the task at hand, shepherds served and laid down their own safety for this flock in their care. Second, shepherds watch. The shepherd's job was to be watchful not only of the sheep, but for whatever they would experience in the wilderness. With their eyes open, they remained expectant and attuned to the world around them, not becoming uncomfortable in their surroundings or their abilities. Third, shepherds receive. The shepherds, upon hearing the good news of the Messiah, humbly receive it. 
Finally, shepherds move. The shepherds immediately move with the news to Bethlehem, anxious to see the Savior of the world. And the people proclaim what they had heard from the angel. Throughout scripture, God identifies himself as a shepherd, as one who serves, watches, and receives and moves. In the following passages, how does God care for and love his people as a shepherd? Isaiah 40, 11. He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom, and he will gently lead those who are with him. Ezekiel 34, 11-16 For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I myself will search for my sheep, and I will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock when he is among his sheep they have, that have been scattered, so will I seek out my sheep, and I will rescue them from all places where they have been scattered. On a day of clouds and thick darkness, and I will bring them out from their peoples, and gathered them from the countries, and will bring them into their own land, and I will feed them on the mountains of Israel by the ravines and all the inhabited places of the country. And I will feed them with good pasture, and on the mountain heights of Israel shall be their grazing land. There they shall lie down in good grazing land, and on rich pasture they shall feed on my mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I myself will make them lie down, declares the Lord. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed, and I will bind up the injured, and fall in fat and strong. I will destroy and will feed them in justice. We must not miss the importance of why God chose to reveal the birth of the Savior of the world to shepherds. The news was revealed to shepherds to reflect God's heart and God's plan for his children. Jesus' birth is announced to shepherds to remind us of the depth of the shepherd's consistent care and love for us. The heck that he could send the good shepherd, John 10, 1 through 18, to live a sinless life, take on the sins of the world, and lay down his life for you and me and the rest of us. Read and write out, write out Luke 2, 10. Luke 2, 10. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. The coming of the long-awaited Messiah is for all. Jesus came to ransom and reconcile those who God had called according to his purpose. This means no matter where you are, what you've done, the shame you carry, or how unlovable you feel, you cannot escape God's love. God loves you right where you are, and he has provided a way for all people to be in a relationship with him, with him through his son Jesus. As we hear this good news once more this Advent season, or maybe receive it for the first time, let's not forget to humbly watch for every opportunity to share it with the world around us. Doer of the word, how can you apply what you have learned from the Lord today? I hope that was encouraging to you. Remember that Jesus came for all, but he also came just for you. It would be so helpful if you would leave a review of this show, plus share this with your friends and family. We want to encourage as many people as we can with this free Advent study. As a reminder, if you are looking to grow in God's word and community, you get a week free to try out being a member at OnlineWomensBibleStudy.com. Finally, this January is the next online women's retreat, and you do not want to miss out on this. Go to OnlineWomensRetreat.com to grab a spot if you want 2022 to be the year you found some serious freedom in Jesus, identified your purpose, and chased hard after His call for your life. I'll see you next time, friend. Bye.